This is Alan Weiss with The Uncomfortable Truth. I want to talk to you today about legacy. I have a new book coming out later this year, well, March 18th to be exact, on legacy. And what I found is that legacy is not something that arrives at your death. It's there during your life. You don't create the valuation or increase the valuation of a business the day before you want to sell it. You don't create a legacy the day before you die. A lot of people think that life is about a search for meaning, and you climb the mountain and you find the guru or whatever metaphor you want to use. But in fact, life is about the creation of meaning, not the search, the creation for ourselves. We don't seem to know what we mean by meaning, let alone legacy. We focus on what we do, but not who we are. And we're easy prey for normative pressures that try to mold us or distort us. And we need to escape the ruts that are often unseen and created by others for us. Think about cross-country skiing in those abominable, boring ruts. To do so, we have to examine our beliefs and our values as well as our vision for ourselves. Yet most people have trouble answering this question I ask them. Who do you want to be next year? Not what do you want to be doing. Who do you want to be? We're engaged in some ritual of competition. You know, there are origins of competitiveness that are no longer valid, but which continue to influence us. What difference does it make standing up to retrieve your overhead baggage in a plane parked at the gate before others? You're going to have to wait to get off anyway. What difference does it make? We compete about inconsequential things. We're often unaware of our own actions. Yet there are times when appropriate competition is a great reconciler and a consensus builder. But what are the boundaries? Our legacy is too often tied to others' often dysfunctional behaviors. And that leads me to mine is bigger than yours. You know, the superficiality of size. Is bigger or faster or cheaper always better? Size is often a disadvantage. I mean, try to parallel park an SUV, especially if you're here in Rhode Island where nobody knows what the hell they're doing. Strength today is not reliant on human muscle. The super fit and the careful dieters are often those who drop from heart attacks in the streets. A lot is hereditary. Our advertising and corporate promotion are often unconsciously directed to the wrong appeal. Our legacy shouldn't be the nth, N-T-H, you know, or the est, E-S-T. The nth degree, or the biggest, or the largest. Why do we praise miniaturization and agility in some aspects, like microchips or even sports cars, but think we need a 20-room mansion to be comfortable or food hanging off our plates to enjoy a good meal? What we need are smarts. As we say in New York, smarts. You know, legacy is amazingly pragmatic and it's in the trenches. I mean, really, street smarts aren't taught. They're learned, but not all over. And they do provide proportion. David would win every time. And Voltaire observed that God is on the side of the heaviest battalions. But David wouldn't win every time. Goliath would win at least four out of seven. The amount and size of your prayers really don't make you more likely to reach heaven. Luther simply wanted a hearing, but the Pope wanted to make an example of him. And he inadvertently changed the world just by not listening to Luther. Once you're an underdog in people's perceptions, you're no longer an underdog in reality. Once people think you're an underdog, they begin to back you. 
and you become the favorite. David would have won his share. But it's all about the over-magnification, especially as hyped by the media. Bigger, faster, and better. You know, they, they measure with chains on a football field for a first down to a tenth of an inch, but the ball has been arbitrarily placed there where an official's foot marks forward progress. <laughs> and officials have different sized feet. Does a hundredth second victory in a swim or a foot race really indicate superiority? Just whose legacy are we talking about? There was no one really here first, and those who finally arrived didn't receive a deed to all the land just by dint of wandering here. The, the th- people thrive on arbitrary assessments of merit, and we succumb to it. The Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, which gets you, with about every other thing, into the Guinness Book of World's Records. Do you ever watch America's Got Talent? What it tells me is that's not always true. So we need to be vulnerable, you know? Maybe legacy, counterintuitively, is about humility. As humans, we need to connect and to interact. And this requires vulnerability and the reciprocity for that vulnerability. Requires honesty, transparency. We talk about sportsmanship and how you play the game amidst doping scandals and cheating. Even the lofty Olympics, you know, plays the national anthem only of the winner who stands on a podium above the second and third place finishers and they maintain a medal count. Our competition and the caste system it creates are the antithesis of connecting and communicating and meaning. So there's a futility that we engage when we try to ignore and avoid intimacy. You know, we compete for mates, right? Why is there's such a disproportionate number of beautiful women on the arms of professional male athletes. How does that occur? Why is the divorce rate so high among celebrities, though? Why does the Wall Street Journal have a weekly session, uh, section on mansions? The competition at the top of society fosters similar behavior right down the ladder. And it's accepted as normal, with lifestyle replacing intimacy the gross revenues of a performance replacing artistic merit, and the manifestation of luxury, overwhelming intimacy. I've often said there is always a bigger boat. I got news for you. There's also always a bigger house. So extremism is mindless competition's illegitimate spawn. If we weren't so competitive, we wouldn't cheat so much, and we wouldn't find so many ingenious ways to cheat. The Nazis tried to rig the 1936 Olympics. Rosie Ruiz took the subway to try to win the New York Marathon. And drug testing, unfortunately, is now a standard accompaniment of all major sports. We cheat because winning, quote-unquote, has become mindlessly addictive, even in cutting a line to board a plane or sneaking into a members-only club to which you do not belong. A Harvard rowing coach who was asked about his team's last place finish in the Olympics commented, since when is there anything to be ashamed of about being eighth best in the world? Indeed. So what if someone is gaining on you? You know, we become paranoid about being caught from behind. We adhere to mindless admonitions about discipline and focused, or we will be surprised by someone highly unlikely passing us by. 
I think it was Dizzy Dean who said, don't look back, someone may be gaining on you. Maybe it was Satchel Page, but somebody said it. In law firms, it's up or out. In universities, it's publish or perish. The New Hampshire license plates actually say, live free or die. Isn't there some comfortable middle ground here? Legacy is daily. You don't have to worry about someone beating you to the finish line or even beating you to the punch or to lunch. We need rational ego needs. If we're not seeking to improve the problem, we're worthless. And the manner in which we do it is important. There was a classic TV comedy, The Jeffersons, featuring a middle-class black family which owned a, a laundry, cleaning service, and George Jefferson was highly successful, and the theme song was about moving uptown to a deluxe apartment in the sky. But George Jefferson worked really hard to get there, and he was a tough, cantankerous, serious businessman. What if we're already where we long to be, though, and unexamined competition keeps us focusing on moving on and moving up, and away from where we really long to be? And the fascinating aspect is that the fictional character and television show have really left their own legacy. So if the grass is always greener, how green can the grass get? The grass may be greener somewhere else, but so the hell what? I mean, how green can green be? Kermit aside, that's in the eye of the beholder. Happiness has to be on our own terms, not from some celebrity or glossy magazine or braggart neighbor. You have to be comfortable sailing through life in the manner that pleases you. It's not about the size of the craft because there's always going to be a bigger boat. You have to be comfortable in your own skin. That's legacy. And that's the uncomfortable truth. If you want to read more about this, Legacy comes out March 18th, but you can order it now on my site, alanweiss.com backslash legacy backslash. And if you order more than one copy, you can get bonuses that go right up to having dinner and a coaching session with me. Thanks for listening.